Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is AFL Round 4 all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Brenton, you got a highlight of the week past? Well, it's got to be a big round of UFC fights on the on the weekend. Big round of interims. Well, interims, yeah. yeah. But it was the first uh, UFC on Fox pay-per-view. So, uh, obviously, they wanted to stack the card um, like they did for the first time they were doing Fox. Yep. Uh, so they put on a really big card, um, but the two main events were just absolute amazing back and forth affairs. First one between five rounders, yeah, Kevin Gaslam and Israel Adesanya, who's uh, the New last Zealand, firebender. yeah, New Zealand fella. Um, so it's in the middleweight division. So he he won interim belt. He's going to fight Robert Whitaker, who is New Zealand, but he's moved across to Australia. <laughs> so. He's calling himself Australian now, so we're claiming him. So you got a, a Nigerian New Zealander yeah. versus a New Zealander Australian, basically, yeah. And so they've they've said that they're going to try and do that fight in Australia. Originally, yeah. they're going to do it in America, um, but they've said with the amount of interest it's going to get yeah. and the, the amount of seats it will sell in Australia, yeah. it should be massive. Um, so fuck if I, I don't want it at the MCG because it won't be good no. viewing. But there are some serious stadiums that will be able to hold that around Australia. Well, again, you know, I don't want them to go back to Marvel Stadium either because <laughs> yeah. it, it's... It's not built for that. No, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Uh, like Rod Laver is perfect. You're only going to get 20,000 though, but that's plenty. Yeah, that's yeah, all you need. I think 20,000 uh, is, is fine though. Like numbers through the gate doesn't matter if the people turning up there have no idea what the fuck they can see. Yeah, like, you're paying 200 yeah. bucks to watch a big screen essentially. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, part of that is getting in with the crowd, but to be yeah. honest, the UFC, I've been to the Manhattan during the UFC. Yeah. Crowd's not that great, to be honest. No, I, I so, could do without, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. yeah Snitty Snitty was all right, though. Yeah, true. Three fucking goes to say schnitzel. Never mind. <laughs> that was schnitzel. Um, still three. Uh, Josh, you got a highlight of the week. Well, it does seem that whenever Brent goes UFC, I go F1 and vice versa. But for this one, um, it's a bit of a hot... Like, I'm a big Daniel Ricciardo fan. He did pretty well in this. Uh, best of the rest for this uh, race. But the highlight for me was in um, in Quali. There's apparently an unwritten rule where um, when you are on an outlap, you know, when they're, they're coming out for that final lap kind of thing, you do a warm-up lap and then you do your fast laps and then you're in lap, whatever. He's on, uh, Max Verstappen is on an outlap. And um, to say Max has got a reputation for being uh, a bit of a bit of a prick, well, a bit of a cunt, actually, I guess, would be the, the uh, technical terminology. 
uh, it would be an understatement. And he's gone out and he's slowed down quite dramatically because he wants to be the last person past the line on yep. the flying lap. So he, has to, he gets to be the last person to set a time, essentially. The idea being the tracks rub it in the most, uh, you know, it's recovered. It's the, it's the quickest way to qualify. So he's chilling out, you know, letting, I think it was, uh, I can't remember who was in front of him, letting him have massive amounts of space so that he could run into it. And then uh, a couple of drivers behind him go, well, hang on, if he, uh, if he backs up too much, he'll be the last person to cross the line. I won't be able to put a fast lap in. So they've gone, fuck it, go around him. And about three drivers did. He exploded. Uh, lost <laughs> yeah. his fucking mind. He said, it's a gentleman's agreement you don't pass in an outlap. He was still trying to stop them from qualifying. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, fuck you very much, pretty much. And the highlight was pretty much every other driver goes, yeah, no, nah, you would have done the same thing, Rick. Yeah. At, at the F1 official Twitter account, posted like that little snippet, and Lewis Hamill replied on there, and it said, nope. <laughs> like, said, There's one thing about a gentleman's agreement. You need gentlemen. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Yeah. And... Uh, it's not going to happen in the Formula One for sure. That is the most cutthroat country business on the planet, um, besides uh, Amazon. <laughs> um, my highlight was on Saturday. We did uh, did a double of uh, comic book movies. Saw Shazam in the morning, and uh, oh, yeah. how was Shazam? Not, that looked alright. Yeah, it's alright. Not, not yeah, Kazam. Yeah. No, Shazam. not Kazam. What Shazam. are you talking about? Uh, the Shack movie. Oh, uh, what is that Kazam one called? Or Shazam. I think it is because Shazam. Shazam. Yeah, um, yeah, Shazam. Yeah, it's, it was good. It was all right. Um, and then we saw Captain Marvel in the <laughs> afternoon, which is good as well. You know, they're yeah. both good movies. Um, but I've been annoying the family ever since because there's oh, a 10-second clip in Shazam yeah. where he's on the top of the steps, you know, because it's set in Philadelphia. Yeah. So when I say top of the steps, you know what I'm the, talking about. The Rocky yeah. steps. Yeah. yeah. And he's got um, uh, Eye of the Tiger playing and he's <laughs> yeah. doing... Hands, lightning from my hands, <laughs> lightning from my hands, lightning from my hands. And he's firing lightning from his hands. Yeah. So every five seconds, I was singing that song um, <laughs> and, and just annoying uh, the whole family. Great fun for me. Great fun. Yeah. Very fun to annoy the whole family like that. Yeah, I, think, exactly. I think my favorite uh, comic movie is Chase and Amy. <laughs> well, funny you say that because uh, – no, actually, it wasn't Chase and Amy. But uh, in Captain Marvel, uh, Stan Lee's still doing his cameos oh, right. from the grave. Yes, yep. um, but he was reading the script to Mallrats, no not the shit. script to Chase and Amy. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Uh, because it's set in 1995 uh, or 96 or something like that, yep. the movie set. So Stan Lee's on a train reading the script to Mallrats, saying his lines from Mallrats. Where, from, from his cameo? For his cameo in More Rats. Talking about the uh, Let Love Be a Vulture Tonight, which actually wasn't a Spider Man storyline at all. But uh, he got paid. Oh, well, I think it served the overall narrative of yeah. the, the movie. And that was before yeah. Marvel movies made any money anyway. Exactly. So yeah. He got uh, his. In, in other news, uh, Church of Notre Dame burnt down. <laughs> yes. Or, uh, if there was any particular sign that God hates his fucking followers, it's <laughs> probably it. I don't know if they've uh, come up with a, um, a reason for it's it yet. God. God's will. Yeah, fair enough. You've got to, have, got to take it both ways. I liked how uh, old mate, uh, you know, well-renowned um, firefight expert uh, Donald Trump suggested they just get big fucking uh, tankers of uh, helicopters tankers. and yeah. uh, drop bunches of water on a I, I, think, I think he's talking about Zeppelins. Yeah. <laughs> I like how, you know, dump water on it. Like the French firefighters thinking, <laughs> yeah. oh, water Shit. on the fire, mate. Oh. We hadn't thought about that. Yes, cheers. Thanks for your help. Mon water. Oh, but I just like there's still probably some priest somewhere and goes, is this punishment for us, you know, 
fucking all those kids. Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like the chapel, yeah. but. Uh, I really want to quit. It's just tough. Where's, <laughs> where's the knicker at for me? I mean, if it's this every hundred, once every hundred years, you know, <laughs> we've got a lot of chapel. Anyway. All right. We've gone too far on that one. Um, let's get into the footy. Um, it was, I don't know, there's been a lot of talk this week about the state of the game again, except ah. it's like. Dude, can we have some scores, please? Yeah, and it's only the oldest cunts in football media history that are talking about this shit. I think the game's going great. No, I, see, love, the thing is, I love watching footy in this day and age. I think it's better than it's ever been. Yeah. People talk about the state of the game because it's low scoring. I don't need a high-scoring game. No, no who, you don't. No. Who does need a high-scoring game is the AFL. Because they, they sell ad breaks. They sell the Channel ad breaks 7. for the, well, the maximum amount of money in Australia. Well, yeah. I guess only Channel 7 because Fox doesn't care. Um, well, they still have ad breaks in quarters and whatnot. Uh, only at the end of the quarters. So yeah. if they're shorter quarters, they actually get more ad breaks. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't bother them because they'll, they're will they happy to shoehorn fucking Game of Thrones into every fucking broadcast. Oh, God damn. Oh, oh my God. Anyway. Didn't that get, just get spread across every sporting yeah. event on the planet? You know what weekend? annoys me is it was terrible. Like, it was so, like, over the... You know that they were going for it's so over the top that it's okay, but it yeah. wasn't. It had gone far beyond that. Yeah. And then immediately after um, the Game of Thrones fucking ended, they did the um, – uh, it was a press conference with a bunch of players apologizing, you know, uh, for the next 11 days, there's 10 days of footy. And it's like, you know, right. on April 23rd when there's no football, please shower, <laughs> introduce right. yourself to your, your family again <laughs> and apologize. I'm like – this is perfect. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. perfect. You, you can do this. The, this that's, is that's great. This is hilarious. The thing is, Game of Thrones. I'm sick of. Bring back the dribble. Wasn't that great either? Uh no. That that whole thing. It's it's a it was a great uh, little bit of content when it started. It was five minutes. It was three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it was brilliant. And uh, I've had enough of it now. But um, so often, I think we need to define what do you like watching about football? Because for me, I'm. I'm not married to the high-scoring game. I don't no. really even care if uh, players miss targets that much. I, what I want to see is a hard-ass contest where every team just does not take a backward step. Yeah, yeah that's I, what I love watching. I I, I do like hitting targets. Um, I, I like flowing football, and I like uh, hide-skilled. Like um, the pinpoint pass that um, Taylor Walker had. Um, the I don't know played, well, no, no, it's Eddie Betts. Oh yeah, fucking give me that any day. Um, but you know, everyone goes back to like last year's grand final was fantastic. I, I could watch that. Yeah. Everyone goes back to oh five and oh six. You know, those low low scoring grand finals when yeah. they were close. I didn't really find those games very like. Yeah, it was a great co- tight contest, but I wouldn't go back and watch it again. I think yeah. because they were a more congested football as well. Absolutely. Like it ended up, and by that I mean it ended up being ball up, ball up, ball yeah. up. Which yeah. I, I find doesn't that give anyone anything. Shit. What I love watching is when you've got. Like a player gets a run on, and all of a sudden he's fucking tackled in the next yeah, week. Yeah, that's brilliant. And you're like, I'm on board with that shit. And that's one of those ones where purists will say, oh, oh you know, we don't really want to see players. Hurt. I do. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't want to see him concussed or yeah, or whatever. But if a player's oh, sucking air. There's a few that, you know. <laughs> but what if a player's sucking air because he's copped a shoulder in the breadbasket, I'm yeah. fucking on board with that. Harden up, uh, yeah. mate. But what I'm saying is high scoring doesn't mean a good game. Close scoring doesn't mean a good game either. No. no. But that's um, what, what I enjoy it. about this this sort of modern era of footy 
is that there's any sort of skill set that can win a game for yep. these professional teams, where it's not just the one one style that's going to beat yeah. every single team. Yeah. It is styles of footy. Yeah, exactly. So I liken it to watching an MMA fight. Yep. Obviously, you love watching someone like historical Anderson Silva, who's just a freak, can do yep. everything. That's all well and good, but I appreciate someone who can go out there and grind it out. Yep. Someone who's the underdog, the, who doesn't have the skill. The Forrest Griffin style. Yeah, well, I like the theory well, that, I mean, there might be a fight where one of the fighters would only win one in ten Yep. Uh, you know, times that they'd fight. But you're only fighting once. Yeah. Yep. So you just have to figure out what is the game plan that wins and then execute it. And yep. that's what I like seeing about modern-day AFL is that look at, like, the Hawks run last year where they went way further than they had any right been. Yep. And it was based on just strategy and looking at what skill set your players have and yep. how you apply that to beat this opposition in a, a once-off game. If they play the following week, they probably get beat because yep. you can see what their, what their skill set is and what they're going to do. But I like seeing that. Or if the game goes 10 more minutes. I like the fact that it has become so multifaceted. There's so many variables that affect how a game can be played and how that outcome you know, can be figured out. I think that's underappreciated too because you hear lazy commentators and Jonathan Brown's one of the big ones, says, oh, so-and-so coach has no plan B. Mate, coaches have a fast-moving game, a slow-moving game, a slow game, a late-in-quarter game. They've got plan B, C, D, E, F, G. They execute it well. That might not happen. Here's what we're doing for the first half of this quarter and here's what we're doing for the last five minutes of this quarter and that plan's already in there and that's going to change. If we're behind halfway through, we're going to switch up there. If so-and-so's got more than 20 possessions, we'll switch up there. So they've got, you know, 20 different plans, which makes it a bit hard for the players. But for you get the lazy ass commentators. Oh, coach has got no plan B. Yeah. Fuck off. Exactly. And they fans, absolutely yeah. and fans, you got to say that because well, I think there's been every coach in the AFL has had that being accused of it. And I'll say with Clarkson, it goes the other way. Everyone goes, oh, he's fucking brilliant. I'm like, no, no, man. Jude just moved himself up forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's he's had Luke Hodge, he's had Sam Mitchell, he's had Sean Burgoyne out there doing the coaching for him. But see, that's another thing I do like is when the players control the fate of the game more yep. than the coach. Like, I do appreciate uh, a good strategic move, like, yeah. oh, yeah. we're going to play so-and-so uh, in the back line this week. Yeah. Fair enough. Run, run with it. Hey, let's put you... Richo on the wing. Yeah. 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 That sort of stuff. Go. Great. Uh, Try something. Great strategic options. I think tactics should be left to the players. Yeah. And when you've got on-field tacticians, like, you know, your Hodges, yeah. your um, – yeah. even – I was almost going to say Jonathan Brown then, but no, his tactics were just see ball, get ball, and that's uh, fine too. That's still a place within the game for that too. Watch it right Absolutely. now. Um, but, like when you're talking about commentators being like, at fault, I completely agree. But I think that subsequent to what we've talked about many, many times in previous um, seasons was just camera work of how to make the game, game, how to show mm. the game that is not going to be just close up, side on of what the what is happening immediately around the ball because all the action is, is in regards to a strategy standpoint is happening off the ball. Yep. And so I think you I agree with both of you that commentators are terrible because they don't describe that to the, yeah. the general public because they're not fucking smart people. They're people being bashed in the head for fucking <laughs> 10 years straight. And also Channel 7, that's not exciting to them because they want close-up action. They mm. want something that's going to be non-stop. But that's what causes the fans to not understand what's going on behind the ball and they don't understand those tactics, especially where... Most people can't go and watch the teams that they support just, every week. Just, just well, fucking kick it, mate. Yeah, exactly. Just kick it. Yeah. I think also yeah. you've got the, the colour commentators like your BTs and whatnot that are just there to entertain more than describe yeah. the play. Yeah. As we call them. And you've got the play-by-plays who generally haven't played footy that much. Yeah. And they don't understand the uh, strategy tactics, you know, which I can say being an expert yeah. player having gotten to uh, E-grade can, Broken if, Hill. If you can, like, follow us, say Sky F1. Um, obviously, Sky owned by Rupert Murdoch, right? Is that correct? Still, yes. Yeah. yes. They, Sky he, is Fox. He owns Fox. I, yeah, yep. he, he ain't dying anytime yeah. soon. So in, Motherfucker in be 180. Sky F1 coverage, you can choose which car you want to follow on the onboard yeah. camera. Yeah. You can choose yeah. any particular camera angle. Why can't we do that on yeah. our Fox Why description? Could be the wide I, angle. I would love to just mute it and have... Yeah. 
three different like screen setups so you can watch an overall ground shot so you can see where players are going. You can have your fucking live to air, yeah. live to free to air broadcast. And then you can pick like a player watch or something like that. Actually, one thing I'm gutted, I only just found out about was that there was a certain frequency you could turn your headphones yes. into at the game to tune into the umpire's this. radio. Yeah. Apparently it's a rebroadcast. Yeah. So it was actually something they intended to do. Yeah. yeah. They've stopped it now. Oh, um, right. So. Oh, really? Good. I used to see um, vans all the time advertising it. Yeah. Um, right. In yeah, the city. I had no idea. Yeah. But so see, I definitely would have tuned into that. I'll, be like, I'll go to the game. I get to watch the yeah. game in its entirety with just the umpires, not a commentator in my ear. That's fucking yeah. golden. Yeah. Yeah, especially you can drown out fucking Darren sitting next to you. Oh, He's God, trying yeah. to give advice to every yeah. cunt. Yeah, stop handballing, dickheads. Except his kids who are just running muck in the southern stand. Punch right. him in the face. Let's get into the games. We have the Swans uh, facing Melbourne. Um, I unfortunately put in my tips too early on this one. I didn't know that the whole narrative was going to be Buddy is 15-0 against Melbourne. Because as yeah. soon as they started yeah. that, you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Nah, they got no chance here. Um, but Big Prusy finally gets uh, out of the ground and kicks a couple of goals. Good yeah. on the lad. Wow, who, who would have seen that coming? <laughs> um, but uh, his fellow uh, Ruckman in Maxi Gorn, probably takes the Brownlow votes in this one. Had, had a big game. and He had to. And look, it's, Melbourne needed this win. Obviously, it's not the Swans, but Melbourne, especially to keep this media that are just at their door, ready to stick the, stick the, the boots in. Yeah. Uh, keep them at bay yeah. for another couple of weeks just to hope Collingwood can lose another game. Yeah, Mount Hotham or, or ha- hates this result, though. Yeah. Uh, Hotham won, but that uh, we've mentioned it once. Um, but yeah, still, still regular... Uh, um, your expected performance from the Swans. I'm going to say they wasn't surprised by anyone that came in and performed. I thought that they were held together by the same sort of uh, core group that has got them through pretty much the first yeah. first three weeks. You, you mentioned Pruce. I really liked him on Alia. I thought Pruce had Good him had him early on. Yeah, and I really like the uh, the contrasting skills because Pruce is a fucking beast. Like he's a monster. I reckon he's dropped a few kilos too. Maybe that was something he needed to do. Well, he absolutely he couldn't run at a game before, and he yeah. probably still can't. Well, that's because he wasn't picked. <laughs> too. But uh, Elia can run all day, and yeah. his uh, first step is brilliant. So you've got uh, a guy with you know pretty decent size in Elia, but a lot more speed versus just man fucking mountain in yeah. Proust. And uh, I, I thought they really battled it out well. Proust was probably up early. I think Elia ran off him a bit towards the end. He knew that he could just bring the ball to ground, and he'd beat him below the knees. Plus, he was never going to get uh, outpaced by Proust. Mind yeah. you, if he fucking got him tackled, he'd, he'd know about it. Um, so I, I really, really like that matchup. I think it was great. After Isaac Heaney was best on ground last week, I thought they did well to curb him, but he was still one of the Swamps' best. He just wasn't a match. Um, well, match he was, he was injured. Heaney? Yeah, he got um, got a hit on the hip in the second quarter, left the ground, uh, came back late. i got to say, he still played. Yeah. 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 I think the heart- a player like him who relies on mobility and leap, uh, if you get a hit on your hip, you can't really inject that. So you're always going to be... A little bit off. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other one for the Swans, I thought Ollie Florent, that was probably his best game. Um, he's yeah. really developing into a, a more than a handy uh, player. Well, he definitely showed what he was capable of over the last two seasons. Yeah. 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 Um, so he was one of those ones that just needs to find uh, consistency. And it's not like his, his worst isn't that bad. His worst yeah. is actually very, very yeah. good. Uh, for what you expect him to be at at this point. I've got a theory that he's actually um, uh, Sosa's illegitimate son. Sosa's illegitimate yeah. son. He looks a bit like a Silvani. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he's he's the one that's got the talent. <laughs> he looks like he's eating a bit of pasta. I don't know. Do they have a crossover with the Tuck family, the Silvani? I'm, I'm assuming so. <laughs> I, this could be it. This could be it. I don't know. You get a six or 700 gamer, because I'm, I'm pretty sure Sos played 300 plus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. Yeah. No problem with that. Um, 
Young Nathan Jones, though. He's been copping it a bit up until this game. I thought he was really fucking good. Young Nathan. Old Nathan. Yeah, well, he, he, he looked young. He kicked a couple of goals on his brother, too, which I'm sure he absolutely <laughs> loved. Um, the, the commentary certainly focused on that part as well. Um, you know who the Swans are really going to miss is uh, Mark McVeigh. Uh, Jared McVeigh, Mark's Jared, his brother. Yeah. Um, because uh, he is their general um, down back. And when they yeah. need a bit of class, um, he was the one that did it. And yeah. uh, he, he looks like he's going to be out for quite a, a little yeah. bit. I mean, Kieran Jack coming in is not the same player. But I absolutely agree with that. Mainly, people talk about the 666 rule changing the game. It's not that. It's the runner rule yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. So you've absolutely. got guys like McVeigh be, yeah. become so important because the runners can't yeah. run messages as often, Yeah, which I'm on board with. I actually quite like that. Well, that's why you need someone like that because, I mean, he's – that switched on. His head fucking looks like a light bulb. Yeah. I, think, I think I like it because, uh, you know, I was never the most talented footy player, but I could think pretty well. So maybe I'd be a 200-game AFL player in this era. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm running with that. Be. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Plenty of people who think real well stand, though. <laughs> <laughs> There's always that one kind who like, thinks he's saying something really, like, uh, precise and, you know, uh, intelligent. You're like, just sit the fuck down, mate. Like, no one cares. But it's happened, actually, today in the office. Somebody mentioned, um, oh, they were talking about golf, and they said, oh, yeah, the Dalai Lama once said golf is the perfect game. You know, it'll be the game they play in Garden of Eden. I'm, I'm like, willing to bet he didn't. I'm willing to bet he didn't either. I, yeah. I don't think the Dalai Lama believes in the, the Garden, Garden of Eden, Eden yeah. but I, I think you've read this off Facebook. I've, I've, yeah. I've seen him, and I'm pretty sure he's crap at golf too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I feel like a cunt. <laughs> Put it out there. Uh, always ordering that pizza and never picking it up. He is. He is. You know, it's like, a pineapple on there as well. Uh Collingwood and the Bulldogs. Um, this got ragged on a bit for the first quarter because Collingwood went, dream team points, here we come. <laughs> <laughs> one goal, two. Uh, and uh, go, to kick one goal, two in the first quarter is one thing, but to go in with the lead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this was, oh, like, it's not like any either the team was forcing the other team to play bad. Yeah. They were both playing bad of their own accord. Yeah. There, there was just so much just disarray when you got to the half-forward line. Like intercept marks, not knowing, not, not even having players in position, basically. I mean, there's cautious and then there's this. Well, I felt like both, like, you know when it you get... It was overly cautious. You get counter-punches playing, uh, fighting each other, like with uh, well, Mishida. Basically, basically, possession footy is counter-punching. Yeah, you're you're holding the ball or, to make a mistake. or you stack your half-back line intending to run off it. Yeah. But when both teams stack their half-back line during play, you end up just playing a bit mongrel kick to kick. Yeah, but you make it waiting for the other team to make a mistake so you can capitalize. But yeah. in doing so, you make a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I found it very hard to watch. Well, it was uh, it was like start, but... it was keepers off footy for the first yeah. half. And, it picked up, and, and it's not like that. When you're watching that on screen, that looks boring as fuck until you they're live and you realize how much everyone else on the field has to fucking run around yeah. to try and yeah. get free, try and cover it. over the entire length of the ground. It's not like you're playing in one little part; you're trying to pull the opposition zone in certain directions so you can free up people in this whole possession and then find a little weakness. Hey, That'll wear you out. I reckon yeah. uh, Bontempelli's turned the corner as well. Absolutely, um, yes. he, Absolutely. To superstar status. Yeah. He, was, he, was, he was composed, which is more than he has been in any previous season. I mean, he's and, what, 23 now? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that kid. And he worked hard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, Bullshit, always, isn't it? <laughs> he's always had that he's going to be an absolute star. Yeah. And he's had those moments of brilliance. But like I said, I still reckon he's lazy. I yeah. reckon he's starting to shake that now and he's well, realising how good he actually well, the is. the thing is, he got that Gary Ablett vibe this week where he can still be lazy and be fucking good. Yeah. Well, it's like I was saying before, some players can think through their game, but if you've got the physical attributes as well, yeah. Jesus fuck, that's superstar. And he's got that. He, he can read the game three plays ahead. He's like a Larry Bird style yeah. player. 36 touches and six tackles is not a bad night out. Exactly. And it's like What's he fucking doing tackling? Run, lad. 
So he's got a sequential gearbox. Like the next gear is already engaged before he even selects it. <laughs> yeah. He knows what's going to happen. He's, he's running a dual it. clutch system. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and uh, Grundy as well, because both Grundy and Gorn um, were a little bit slow to start yeah. this year, yeah. but both of them notched up 50-plus hit-outs yeah. um, and, and look, was more than a danger around the ground yeah. as well. Well, and, you'd say and, Grundy's probably ahead of Gorn, because uh, Grundy on, was on a little form, bit slow. On form, for sure. On form, yeah. Yeah. Gorn was much slower. Yeah. I mean, this, yeah. uh, this round was his first match where yeah. he actually contributed. This was, was easy for Grundy. And yeah, to be was, honest, like, yes. he, he, he touched up Tom English, but I, I wasn't unimpressed with Tom English's performance. He tried hard, and he made yeah. it to avail around the ground. Made some mistakes, but that's what you're going to expect well, out of him. I think there is a future for him there, and well, he's going to grow that, from this sort of... It was 58 hit-outs to six. No, no, well, not only his hit-outs. Yeah, right right it was his other stuff around the ground. Like he presented, wasn't great around his knees, but you're not expecting that. No. But he didn't give up. Um, your mate Sammy Lloyd had a good uh, contribution as well for the for the uh, Bulldogs. He did. He presented well. Um, I still feel like they shouldn't be bothering with him in the forward line. I think he's actually a midfielder now. You with the body he's got or a wing. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that you should be just locking him up because well, he, he can affect a game with two goals and good times. But I think he's going to be more valuable to that team, being uh, consistently giving handballs, kicks, uh, well, pinpoint accuracy well, through the, the playmaker style. Basically, see, I, th- I reckon they've got their accumulators already because I mean, McRae's always got the ball on a string. Yeah, yep. um, is an absolute uh, star. Um, and you got young Caleb Daniel, um, Caleb who gets was a lot of amazing, the ball. Actually. He needs to stop floating backwards. I, I yeah. tell you that now yeah. because he, too many times he's the yeah. the linchpin of the back line. A big one in the nuts, too. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, he made his voice even higher. Yeah, um, but yeah, look, I thought Lloyd popped up when he needed to, but he, I think I feel like he can offer that team a whole lot more than what they're yeah. allowing him to offer. And so they've got to have they've got to figure that out because I think he can be, uh, uh, not your you know Selwoods, but he'll yep. be your current day Ablets where you pop up, you can be a game breaker. Yeah. But you need to get into the game in the middle, not get into the game in the forward line, relying on uh, you know other other members. Speaking of which, um, one of the uh, one of my highlights of neutral games is when home town home teams lose. Yep. I love an away team, especially when the teams that have their own home ground. Yep. Giants getting up over the Cats in one which the Cats would have thought they were uh, really on here. They were um, on. I love it. They were on. Like, <laughs> yeah, the they should have won. Dominating this game in regards to possession, uh, but just couldn't convert on the scoreboard. And Giants just hung in there. And halfway through that fourth quarter, they just, I don't know what happened, what differences, what changes was made uh, around the ground. Yeah. But they just started just switching on. Kick started landing. And also with Ward out early in the game, um, yeah, yeah heartbreaker just, that well, one. Yeah, that yeah. was terrible. But didn't phase them. Didn't phase them at all. No, it took a bit of re- readjusting, but something happened, and all of a sudden it clicked in that last quarter. Um, none of Selwood, Dangerfield, or Ablett got over twenty touches. No, that's not a bad fucking effort. It was, but Ablett did have some very important touches. Yeah, he might not have had many, but he was very, very key. And just, there's still a few times where he was just one half a step slower than what yeah. his brain thinks he can operate at, and yeah. got caught. But also, he was still suffering to some teammates that weren't on the same level. Yeah. <laughs> getting getting like the one-twos, especially with this one when he was going for goal about 40 out. Would have nailed it, but I think his teammate ran across him or something happened, but he didn't get the shot off. Well, the, the funny thing for me was uh, Giants led the disposals 385 to 305, which is a, ma- like, yeah. a, big, talk, a big lead. A massive lead. Yeah. But only had uh, six more inside 50s. Yeah, it was 50 a lot around the back line. So they're, they're playing that possession game a bit, which yeah. you know when it comes off, it's fine, but geez, a dangerous game to play against Geelong. It was dangerous, yeah, but they had uh, pretty much had team members that were capable of doing it. Uh, cool heads like Heath Shaw didn't yeah. have a big impact, but like uh, ostensibly, but 
his impact was calming the head in the back line, which is incredible when you have uh, a small forward line that will really press. Uh, he was able to just find those little kicks and work his way out of the defensive 50, 60 metres, and then that's where they set up and run through the middle. I still think it's uh, it's an amazing world we live in where Heath Shaw is considered an intelligent ball user these days, whereas it's amazing. five years ago, <laughs> Dude, we, we, we pivoted off of the main timeline a while ago, <laughs> yeah. and everything in society has shown us that. I believe that too. Um, yeah, I mean, he could be a, a Nobel laureate the way he's going. Yeah. yeah, but up forward for Giants was where the, I, th- I thought was most surprising with Cameron doing what he does, but yeah. Finn Layson, who presented well, took big marks. Two weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're Young showing where, where they're, who's stepping up to fill the gaps that they've um, obviously bled out with players leaving over the last couple of years. Well, and with Patton seemingly and, on the way yeah, out too. Shit, was totally wrong pre-season picking what, what Gita was going to do. They yeah. definitely got... Yep. A lot I of talent fall that is just biting to, to really you know make a make a charge of that top top six top four. I'm liking Himmelberg too. Himmelberg was, oh, was that, incredible. That incredible. mark. I mean, yeah. everyone's compared it to Jonathan Brown and Nick yeah. Walton, and so they should. Um, deserves all the plaudits he gets for it. Um, but did not pick this upset at all. Um, no, but, uh, no. Good round for that then. Um, speaking of which, Essendon and Brisbane Lions um, on Saturday as well. Um, I. I'm annoyed that I don't do my tips while I'm on the podcast yeah. because I think, oh yeah, I reckon Essendon have got them. I reckon they've turned the corner. Oh. I tip Brisbane. I'm, like, I'm pissed off watching this game. I think uh, <laughs> Brisbane's probably not the upset, but the margin is. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And they jumped the gun. Um, and it's uh, it's one of those games where nobody expects McDonald, Tip and Woody to pop up for seven. Yeah, no. 20 posies. <laughs> seven goals Ridiculous. with one, I think he kicked. Yeah. He, he was on, I think that was the first point he's kicked this year as well. Right. And he's uh, top five in the Coleman or something like that. He's kicked 11 in the last uh, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch this one, but still a heartbreaking loss. It's always heartbreaking when Weston wins. So. <laughs> yeah. No, Tip is sitting at fifth. There uh, you go. Got 11 for the season, averaging 2.8. There you go. Uh, Who's top? Uh, Cameron with 17. Still Cameron. Oh, of yeah, Tommy Lynch is up there. Averaging four. Uh, no, Tommy Lynch is fucked. He's, he's second by a long way. Yeah. 16. Yeah. Um, so I don't... I, does this mean Essendon's hit their gears, do you think? Uh, we'll find out Friday. You, you reckon that'll be a bit of a test for them? Yeah, I mean, like, against Brisbane, it, it, it's a tough fucking match. But I think they match up very well against Brisbane. I mean, Brisbane were one of the form sides of the competition. Oh, 100%. Without, without a doubt. And they well, they burned them in the first half, and yeah. this one was over. Yeah, but I mean, Essendon, uh, it's obvious that they could just... You know, step up and play at the level that Brisbane are capable of. But now they're playing North. And if you step up to North Melbourne's level, still not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they really only um, smashed them in the first quarter. Like, that's where they won the game. They kicked 7-2. After that, they kicked uh, a total of 10 goals. Ah, so the old Dallas savings. There <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, but the game was over. Yeah, yeah, the game was done. Um, I, I think getting out of the blocks like they did won the game for it, which... 100% great strategy. Much better than the uh, strategy of wait for the other team to get tired, like we saw with um, Collingwood and Bulldogs, where both teams did it. And it's just not entertaining. But this was um, good to watch, unless you particularly hate Essendon, which... Um, we all do. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, so it yeah. uh, wasn't good at all, really. But hey, don't underestimate the effect that Kyle Hooker makes coming back into that team Yeah, um, yeah. as well. He's a smart operator. Um, I, I really like him as player, and he plays his best games against Hawthorne, unfortunately, the bastard. But he had 13 marks in this game. Um, was that his first or second for the year? Not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, and I mean, there's ever 
a good strategy is to get ahead in the first quarter and then defend. <laughs> so the, the only time I've ever seen done better was actually under 13s where, where they threw the ball up while we were still in the change rooms. It was <laughs> like, happened to us before. It's a strong move. I like it. Yeah. I, I we, still, we still beat them. But. I remember once in under 13s or under 11s, yeah. uh, we started playing before our Guernseys got there. Jesus. So they were actually running the Guernseys around the boundary line and one by one we were putting them on. Yeah, <laughs> well, we were lucky that they kicked two goals, one. <laughs> two goals, one. <laughs> one. <laughs> So we were down, we were down thirteen points, and we had the ball. So <laughs> not the worst way to get on the field. Oh, well. yeah. Funny part of fine for this one, uh, Lockie Neal's his Brownlow favourite for the moment, surely. Forty, another because forty, another forty touches. Probably not getting three votes. No, no, you'd have you, to give it to you Young. Have Wall. to give it to Tipper. Uh, I think so. Yeah, he kicks sure, seven sure. as a small, like, small mid forward. Like, small forward. He's a small forward. How small? Like he's not that short. Oh, he'd be five foot one. He's, <laughs> he's AFL no, short. Wide yeah. on the no, shoulders. Professional no, athlete short. I'm, I'm going to guess at five ten. Tops. He's not tall at all. No, he, he's solid though. Well, yeah, he's solid. I saw on Twitter he's still trying to uh, get people initiated on what his nickname actually is, and the answer is I don't care. Yeah, Just yeah, stop asking about it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Something more interesting, please. Yeah, yeah. Tipper yeah. or Waller. He's fine with either. Good on the lad. He's not uh, not precious about it. He just he just wants to play footy. Good on him. Good on him. And he's playing it well. The last couple of weeks, he's been an absolute fucking star. Um, on to another one that we did not pick at all. Port Adelaide and the Tigers. The Tigers without the big four. Well, I, over I, the top. Wine I, back. I, I picked him, but there was nothing on the line. Wine yeah. back. <laughs> Tip is 171. 171? Uh, 171 centimetres. So I figured. So 5'5". Five, five. Oh, there you go. I'm guessing. If you say so. My metric well, no, 171. Versus, I'm, I'm, I know 184 is six foot. So yeah, yeah. Twelve centimeters below that, it's about three inches. Yeah, um, five eight. Five, five, seven, I know that because I'm 183 and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I'm legit, my height. <laughs> oh, I think I am exactly 184. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there we go. Uh, on to the next one, which is like I said, the Tigers and. Oh, uh, fuck! I thought you were just skipping over that one then. <laughs> <laughs> Tigers and Port. Um, I do. I still have, a, obviously, as a Hawthorne supporter, a soft spot for Ryan Burton. Um, and the fact that he gave away a double goal and to uh, Tommy Lynch and this result is just over one goal, well done. Well See, done, lad. It's funny. Watching the uh, in, in play, I thought the uh, double goal was a bit rough. But then watching it again, when he's just fair on shoved him, I'm like, yeah, no, that's dumb enough. I that, mean, that deserved the It wasn't shot. a big shove, but you didn't need to do it. Yeah. And yeah. Lynch didn't, didn't dive. He got pushed in the back and he wasn't expecting it because who would push him in the back after he just kicked the goal? <laughs> yeah. um, I don't think it should have been a double goal, though. I think it could have been because... Well, the rule, as far as I know, it, they have to call all clear first. And then the free kick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it might have changed uh, since I cared to read the AFL rules. Yeah. Maybe it's a just... A few things have changed since yeah. then. <laughs> Maybe it's just umpire does what umpire wants. Yeah, a little bit too. Yeah, um, I did like his commentary, which got picked up on the ump's mic. Was like, yeah, not a good look for the game, is it? <laughs> I don't know. He yeah. probably did. What's the evidence? The you fucking did it. <laughs> um, so no Cochin, no Martin, no Rewalt, no yeah. Rance. It's all about Shane Edwards. It's all about captain, Shane Edwards. One now. for one, and, all Australian uh, captain. It's coming. <laughs> Um, Grimes was a uh, fucking mountain. Grimes did an amazing job yeah. as a, well, not a lone gunman, but he had rotating support yep. to try and help him out back there. And he held up well. But still, the port forwards did a great job as well, I felt. Um, Rockliffe had a big game. Uh, but I feel like Grimes showed that he's ready to step up when Rance is out, which was, I don't know, maybe that's what he needed to get his confidence because he's always was going to be a Rance's shadow while Rance is pretty much the general of that back line. Yeah. Um, 
But also there were young kids, uh, not young kids, smaller kids that came up and stepped up. There were some that really, really didn't. But it was good seeing the return of Brennan Ellis to form. Um, and where are these young kids coming in? Yeah, coming they're up. coming in later. Yep. Okay. But there's a debutant who had a yeah, fair fucking game. A fucking massive game. And if he doesn't get a game next week, then that's yeah, criminal. Sounds wrong. Um, but Brandon Ellis taking uh, taking the reins basically of that midfield with so many people out, and he's been one who's been trying to be a midfielder but can never crack in there because yeah. of how much talent was around him and trying to figure out what they're going to do with him. Played consistently, but got dropped. And generally, that sort of there's so many people within that Tiger army that have fallen out of the team yep. and played twos and then they've gone like Lloyd and, and Miles mm. and players like that and he's just doubled down and, and he's, his brother left I'm pretty sure yeah. um, he's doubled down and shown that he wants to be there wants to stay there and what he can actually offer now going on, on to the kids we are old uh, Sydney Stack yep um, playing game uh, two game three game yeah game three no game two no, uh, whatever, one of those whatever two. it is yeah, yeah. yeah but played played uh, incredible 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 game um, incredible Incredible game for what incredible. he's capable of. Sorry. I've heard it was incredible. So I was just putting a little brief moment while I was trying to pull up his stats. I'm like, actually, it wasn't that incredible. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's impactful. And he, exactly. He, he looks like that kind of player as well, where yeah. um, he's going to get 10 touches, but eight of them uh, score involvement. Exactly And you right. need that player. Yeah. Um, you know, as a, a former ruckman myself, um, <laughs> I, I, like, I like a good ruck duel, and uh, this, this wasn't it. Yeah. Nakavis and Ryder, uh, both of them look like they're vaguely aware of uh, what a football looks like. But uh, each of them seemed to just want to pat each other on the head half the time. Like, they would miss the ball and slap each other in the face pretty consistently. Well, when you're wearing a helmet, you're asking for it, aren't you? Speaking, well, of, speaking of Ruckman, um, I've got to tell a story one time about how you, you Josh, nearly got me signed to Norwood um, through your phone call. But uh, we'll, we'll do that another day. What, you took my contract? <laughs> uh, no, okay. Um, <laughs> when Norwood uh, called up to ask some details and you answered the phone for some reason. Um, and they said, oh, what position does he play? Ruck? Oh, oh geez. Uh, what's his birthday? And you gave it as a year younger than I actually was. <laughs> um, so when I, they picked us up off the plane, they went, they actually, Solly was with us and they went, oh, you must be Heath. I'm like, no, I'm like, that's Heath. He goes, I thought you were a Ruckman. And I went, what? <laughs> Six years ago in under nines, not anymore. He goes, oh, well, yeah, all right. So I, I had a great carnival. He should have said, what? I'm wing defense. <laughs> <laughs> I had a great carnival. And he said, oh, no worries, mate. You know, well done, well done. Um, we'd like to get you back, you know, for the under-15s, uh, you know, in a, in a month's time. And I went, mate, I'm 16. He goes, what year were you born? I told him. He went, oh, okay, we had you down as younger. <laughs> Just, uh, I'm from the country, mate. I can sort this out. Give me a couple of days. I don't remember fucking it up, but I probably did. I, I reckon if I try hard enough, I can remember the bloke's name, but he was very disappointed when he found out. I went so far down in his eyes after that. But anyway. I, think, I knew exactly when you were born, so I, I, if I fucked it up, it was intentional. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, um, onto this game. Where does this leave Port Adelaide? Because uh, round one, they had the greatest win of Ken Hinckley's coaching career. Since yeah. then, they battled to get over the line against um, Carlton. Yeah. Now they've lost to the most undermanned Richmond side that's ever been put yep. out in the park. Well, the problem well, is, is that was their best win under Ken Hinckley. Yeah. Well, the thing is, no Watts, no Port. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I guess have not won without him. No. Um, <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, if, if you're there for the tits and the swimming and then all of a sudden that's gone, I mean... What are you there for? What are you there yeah, for? I, I guess there's just no point turning up. So we really need to get a social media, you know, uh, hashtag going to get tits, <laughs> tits bring, to put Adelaide Oval. tits and swimming. <laughs> tits, tits to Adelaide Oval. Actually, they are, they are renovating uh, the Adelaide Aquatic Centre, which isn't too far from Adelaide Oval. I don't think I don't they're going to put a pole in, though. 
<laughs> well, you can put a coke room in at least. <laughs> oh, Watsy will be on top of that. Well, I would imagine so. I mean, um, a little bit from Port Adelaide, but it's home ground. I'll be in Adelaide for the round six game. It should, I, I might check that out. Wouldn't that be great if they had the uh, the Jack Watts uh, swimming lane and it's just got a shelf you know, <laughs> with some mirrors you know, along the side? It'd be great. Um, BYO flotation devices. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All the cocaine's definitely fake, though. <laughs> All right, on to um, the North and the Crows game. I've got to admit, I didn't watch this game. Um, well, was- a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Watching Captain Marvel. Honestly, if you tuned in at halftime, you did the best thing for yourself. The first half sucked. Um, I, I won't dispute that at all. I've, I've heard a lot of people say it, and I didn't want to go um, too harsh on it because I didn't see it. But yeah. I think three goals, ten, tells you what happened. It, it was just lazy football from both sides. And I think with the Bulldogs-Collingwood, it was a defensive sort of uh, matchup. This was just two teams who didn't seem to buy in so much. Um, and bad scoring. The, the funny thing is... Um, we mentioned last week uh, how salty Adelaide supporters can be. Uh-huh. I, I'd actually, if anything, we undersold it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we really, really there, every free kick was just an absolute yeah. robbery against uh, Adelaide. Yeah. Sorry, I just realised I did watch this game. Oh, right. it's yeah. fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, they're blaming blaming the umps and whatnot. Um, there was one in the fourth quarter where uh, O'Brien got called for straight arming Goldstein in the ruck, and look, I don't think that should be a free kick. But it was called the other way on the very first bounce of the game. So they were consistent. Yeah. It's shitty, but it's consistent. But, but in the, the, that wasn't the one that everyone was focused on, though, were, were they? No. There's the been, Brown a, bit of talk. Yeah. been yeah. a little bit of talk about it. Actually, I'm, talk. On, I'm on board with this because Ben Brown's been fucking murdered for years and he's finally decided yeah. to put a bit of mayo on it. Gets more free kicks than any other key forward, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does this year. Um, but I love, but, the, I love the, the latest shooting stars uh, <laughs> rehash of it. Never gets old, that one. The funny thing is, though, they. Like the Adelaide supporters get in, and, oh, he fucking didn't touch him, and then they show well, the replay. Daniel Tarley's got a fist full no, of Guernsey. Well, yeah. Brendan and Goddard, like, see, <laughs> <laughs> Brendan Goddard got into him too. See, uh, I love Brendan Goddard getting into that because that motherfucker was the biggest diver of all time. He was famous for it, and yeah. uh, he actually almost got suspended because of it. So, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I don't recall that, but I love that um, there's actually somebody. Um, in the media, I disagree with what he said, but I love it. There's somebody in the media that's willing to say it rather than, oh, you know, you know, they're great players and you know they're just taking it one yeah. week. Like they could be fucking bored. I'm just glad somebody had an opinion. Yeah, I disagree with the opinion, but I like that he had yeah, one. Exactly. Because I've said it for years. Like Benny uh, Brown flails his arms about and stuff like that. He's not diving. He's just clumsy no, as fuck. He's advertising. What he it is? It's like he's one of those wavy men that blow up. Like, <laughs> it's exactly he's what he's it a is. one big walking mass advertisement. You have a look. He. 
you know, he doesn't have the same uh, proportions up top as uh, Magic Door. No. But down bottom, like in his legs, there's not much there. Oh, of course. He's two by four, like <laughs> straight up and down. He's just, you know, a stiff breeze will blow him over. And that happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, plays like that, I'm like, fuck, if you weren't good at footy, what would you, like, what would you be doing right now? He'd be raiding farms in outback. Oh, I think it'd be Victoria. pulling plows. <laughs> <laughs> but he kicked. He got four, and that's his best uh, turnout for the year. Um, Eddie Betts kicked a, a, a little bag as well, a little bag of three. Um, so it's good to see. I think he's coming up for game three hundred this week or, or next yeah. week. Um, yeah, next week I think. The funny thing was uh, they had Luke McDonald on him, and he gave Luke McDonald a bath. And there were plenty of times where McDonald would be trying to. He'd be trying to take a mark and somehow turn it over and give away a shot at goal. And yet, at the end of it, Brad Scott thought he did a good job. I think if uh, if Betts got the delivery he got from Walker with that kick more frequently, he would have kicked 10. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was um, sublime, that pass, though. That was uh, one out of the uh, out of the bag. Um, yeah. You know, if you got that every week, you know, I think anybody could challenge Plugger for well, that's I was yeah. thinking during the week that it might be time to get uh, Big Tex out of the... Forward square. Put him on the wing style. Yeah. Put him on the wing, yeah. Dude, yeah. Richo, late, see, late, late in his career. Because well, like, his, his actual skills are amazing. Yeah. But yeah. he's got that frame for a full forward. So you automatically put him forward. Kicked bags for Norwood growing up. Yep. So he's always been viewed as a forward. I think when he's out of touch, chuck him in the middle, get him on the ball, because he has yeah. very, very good hand skills mm, yeah. and very good foot skills. Uh, well, Ruffy plays a little bit in the middle yeah. at times. Well, what pisses no, me off no is that the media get on his back saying he's done fuck all. It's because he's in the forward line and yeah. no one's kicking the ball well to him. Yeah. Mm. Chuck him in the middle. So Richo Itis. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Joker Jenkins for an early contender for miss of the year as well. Oh, Ooh. God damn. Ooh. Ooh. He almost uh, backed it up as well, missing from about a metre and a half out. Well, he almost I, did. What, what was the, the this one then? This one might have been half a metre. Yeah, yeah, um, but uh, just outside the goal square, you can tell he was pissed off he wasn't in the goal square. Yeah, quite yeah. clearly, you know, yeah. you, you, the bloke's got it's a brand to totally the goal square's fault. Yeah, well, if the goal square had been you know, in front of him, he would have got the goal. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, how can you argue with that uh, yeah. science? But like I said, the first half sucked. The second half was what I love about football, <laughs> and it's hard, hard well, play. It sucked in an entertaining fashion. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Anderson coming back into the squad. He is a fucking beast with a tackle. And he started yeah, yeah. to do rugby tackles, which I noticed, which is where he'll... Just put a finger in the butt hole. That too. <laughs> but no, when you, you pick up the ankle. Which yeah. is just bad what happens in the showers. It's a problem. I'm not actually sure how legal that is. Like, uh, no, it's, it's not legal at all. At all, well, yeah. that's, You can't touch the ankles. Well, you can. You can spoil for a start, so you can touch the ankles. First, yeah. I, I, you can spoil uh, their think, ankles? I think, I think if, you're, yeah. if you're tackling, that's, that's a trip, that, though, He's tackled. It? He's already up. So he's in the air. And then he's grabbing him to put him on the ground. So he's grabbing the thigh and it's sliding down. Sounds like the old, I don't know, the wrestling move where you pick him up and then you use... A double leg? Ooh. Yeah. No. No, 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 a takedown where you pick him up sideways. And what do they call that? A sidewalk like, slam? like a backbreaker, except you don't put him on your knee. You a sidewalk slam. Sidewalk slam. slam, yeah. Nah, completely different. He's sort of right, tackling with the upper body. Story. And then as the bloke's sort of almost going horizontal, his hand, which is originally on the thigh, is sliding down. And it's sort of getting to the calf ankle area. Sounds right. like seduction. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I know what you're saying. I just don't understand how it's beneficial. <laughs> well, the the thing is, if you've got um, if you've got that, they can't get the other leg down on the ground. I, th- I think you've been practicing too many bow and arrows chokes. <laughs> Actually, it's not dissimilar. Not dissimilar. Right now, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, six tackles on the day, Ed. But I they said, were they, every single one of them planted motherfuckers. But I said that was the problem with North against Hawthorne the week before. Is that the broken tackles just all yep. the way through? And the, you know they. Uh, their recruits especially are not tacklers well yeah. 
Yeah, there was one good tackle against Hawthorne, which was Kane Turner's, which one. was just that. Long fucking game for one good tackle. Yeah, no. but that's why he was kept in the side, because of that one tackle. Because that was, he was the only bloke showing anything. Well, this he had, week... He had seven, so... Yeah, this week in the second half, every motherfucker was doing yeah. that. Uh, Cunnington had some great tackles, which he, he always will. His tackle is uh, pretty pretty good good to watch. Um, Turner had another fuck, uh, Cun- fucking group Cunnington of tackles. had two tackles on the day, though. I'm just, sorry, I'm just reading it, because, I, like I said, I did not watch the game, so... yeah. Um, why why did they drop young? Is it Scott? The resting Bailey? Just because Bailey Scott? Yeah, because he, he weighs sixty five kilos, and uh, they thought, lad, you've you've done enough for now. We'll it's, it's round three, week off. round yeah, four. Yeah, like, he's been all right. He's he's at a, he's, he's, he's probably future players. So he's probably uh, top, you can sell him for a lot of money. <laughs> he's probably top five in the uh, best and fairest at the moment. So we'll probably give him a rest. I think that's fine. Um, well. Yeah. Oh, we're leading the best in Ferris to be uh, young Higgins. He's he's a fucking Rolls Royce. He doesn't tackle. Yeah. Um, you're on with that. Oh, you had a couple this week, yeah. I think. But um, he was just really fucking good um, with the delivery in the Ford 50. Something else yeah. I noticed, uh, I was looking up stats during the week because that's what I do. Um, Jasper Pittard has the current streak for most consecutive points. Uh, but, I mean, he plays back oh, really? pocket. Yeah, so. yeah. But Mind you, he it, was... He, was, uh, he played right this week. I wouldn't, but it's, I wouldn't say he's in votes, but he's... He's close there. Um, he's he was kicked, very, very good. I think he's kicked 11 or 12 points in a row and going back like five or six years. So it's taken him that long because he doesn't kick goals because he's you know playing in the back 50 all the time. But yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Um, the record's still Lewis Jetta who kicked 19 points before he kicked a goal. Shit. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Yeah, because I was trying to kick a goal after running 200 metres. Yeah. <laughs> I remember he kicked, he kicked his, finally kicked his first goal against Hawthorne too. I'll never forget it. I mean, the, the final thing that came out of this game was uh, McDonald getting suspended. Um, <laughs> I, went for a, And look, people are going to say, uh, there's been a lot of comparisons to the Tom Mitchell um, thing where he clipped someone on the back of the head, except Goldstein was able yeah. to play out the match versus this yeah. uh, young lad who got who, who is not Tom Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, that's... Well, the Dangerfield thing, yeah, too. That's a big factor. Oh, it was a spoil, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Copped him across yeah. the face. Yeah. But it, he happened to... He didn't get him across the... He got him back of the head, I think. But it concussed him enough that uh, he didn't take part any further. Oh, which, yeah. Which, he doesn't remember his kids. And his, yeah. Consequently, yeah. stop paying support. I mean, the, <laughs> the lad was the fourth gamer, I think. So he hadn't played much and, you know, whatever. Uh, the funny thing is, uh, when McDonald was cited... Every North Melbourne fan I've gone was like, appeal it, get two. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did like that. There was a few Essendon supporters and a please appeal. We got an appeal on his behalf to try and get him off. <laughs> we want him in the side. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was cheeky to send lawyers in. Um, I did uh, actually hear on the on the radio on the way in that um, the player he hit is still doing um, concussion protocol, so he's unlikely to line up this week. And the AFL went, well, that's it. No, you, can, you can't get it down to low if he's still going to be concussed. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I to be fair, if they're doing concussion protocols, from all that we know, your time off window should be six months to a year. Yeah. Like, yeah. So even saying, oh, we're giving one week off, it's still bullshit. Yeah. It's total bullshit. This it's is total superficial uh, Don't sue us, please. To, yeah. yeah, what is coming out is, that we know about this, CTE. Just give us some consistency. If they're going to say, all right, it depends on the damage to the player, then yeah. do it. And yet last year we see uh, Higgins get knocked the fuck out Look, and nothing. I love the physicality of AFL. So if there are some sort of, you know, safety measures we can take, like if everyone has to wear helmets, I don't give a fuck. Everyone wear your little padded helmet. Yeah. If that if that actually works. But let's figure out how we can make the game safer without, without detracting from, from well, the physicality that we the love primary, from the game. primary part is uh, don't encourage players to hit their own heads. Well, <laughs> I mean, exactly. It wasn't yeah. this lad's fault in this one. Like, yeah. Could have the back of the head. He's completely innocent yeah. here. But uh, you get players who intentionally put their head in line with the player coming to tackle them to get a free kick, you're going to get killed. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, the other good news out of this game was the halftime scoreline of three goals, 10 was not the worst halftime scoreline of the night. Uh, as we go to the derby, um, where Frio managed to kick one goal, nine up to halftime. What a Fremantle score, is all I'm saying. Amazing, amazing. And, I mean, I didn't realise how much Western Australia hated Eddie Maguire until oh, fucking this week. Bastards. Well, I mean, I hate him too. I just didn't realise they were shared uh, across <laughs> a state that didn't have to deal with him as much as we well, do. I guess... You know, you hate him, but you're not going to go out of your way to do anything about it. You're like, no, he's a no. dickhead. Yeah, exactly. You don't try and yeah. fill a paper um, all about it. I'm just wondering, what the fuck is not going on in WA that they can devote well, their front page to that shit? Because, like... Well, it's what is actually going on where that's the decoy. Let's get conspiratorial for a second, but... Oh, who's fucking who there? I've heard China's building a, a port where they can take over pretty much the, the brassy line of Australia. <laughs> of okay. From WA. <laughs> Had some days off this week. <laughs> and so yeah, apparently just, some... went pretty deep into <laughs> and YouTube. And listen to Callback Radio. Well, um, it was Alan Jones. Because what Western Australia wants is just Western Australians. They don't want anything else. They want Western Australians to call Western Australians games. It's a derby. Yeah. It's like they're in their own fucking country. Um, yeah. well, I like they call it a derby too, not a derby. Uh, well, see, you know, I say derby because that just, that's well, how that's it's spelled. No, that's how they say Yeah, in WA. And apparently there's a small country town called Derby in WA, and that's how it's spelled pronounced so um yeah. whatever it goes um yeah but- just like when i got that coburn on my nether region <laughs> <laughs> um wasn't a great game but west coast had control and went ah this will do this is the required effort yeah. to get over frio without yeah. fife yeah and yeah obviously happy to have gaff back uh, was his first game back or did he play last week uh, no, played last week. Yeah. Last week, right, right. he was just. Oh, he was really good uh, last week. He got, might not have been best on ground, but he wasn't far from it. Got thirty-five touches this week. You know, yeah, quality. I don't know if he's quality player or not. I, I don't know if any team would want him these days. <laughs> <laughs> like every spurned lover. <laughs> um, I want to see him go full CM Punk. You know, he's shown he's got a right hand. What? <laughs> It's going to be some undercard spots coming up pretty soon. That's one more than Sam Punk shown us. Exactly. I can see him on the uh, Adesanya Wicker undercard. Yeah. He'll be on the, the, the uh, I don't know, crowd prelims. No, no. It'd have to be a, um, oh, what do they fucking call it? A two on one uh, against both Brayshaws. Oh, threesome. <laughs> I'll, I'll chime in with the handicap match. Yeah. yeah that's one. Yeah. Sudden death handicap, whatever it is. Oh, Fatal well. three-way, I don't know. Um, yeah, they, I think they just had too much of the ball, um, the, the West Coast, and they're, they're just churning it out. Like This is such a, a slow build for West Coast for their premiership defense that you just you see exactly what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And they're just easing into the system. You go, you know what? The, yeah. first, the first month doesn't matter. I fucking it's hate very, them for it too. I hate them for it. Sydney-esque. Uh, yeah, they're just guiding in. Like We'll just get a couple of wins on the board. We'll yeah. sort out, you know, let the game, the new rule changes, and then then we'll show what we can do in yeah. the second half of the I'll year. I'll tell you what, if uh, if North have war chest left, fucking target Simpson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's the one they should be looking at. Well, that's what you, you're missing, just another ex-Hawthorne assistant. That's what you need. That's what everyone needs. Anyway, all right, on to uh, the Sunday games. Um, Carlton and the Gold Coast Suns. Jeez, Carlton, they should have won this one. I kind of love that they didn't. But to, you know, obviously, for the reason that means North's not on bottom and the counter goes yeah. to uh, another week. But uh, also because they should have won. They absolutely should have. And it was just Gold Coast pulling a goal out their fucking ass. Oh, and um, I was, Sexton. How good Sexton? Yeah, yeah. He actually, probably not his best game of the year. Um, but he, no, he's it looks still, all right. But in that last goal, too, um, there was great footage from down the ground. Um, when that um, stoppage was going on, Mitch yeah. McGovern was standing on the goal line. And he's just right. wandering 
out towards uh, where right. the stoppage is, yeah. expecting a ball up. Yeah. By the time the ball got out, and was it uh, Bowers who uh, yeah, kicked, Bowers the, kicked it? Not even looking at the goal, and it went over Mitch McGovern's head and dribbled through. You're like, <laughs> mate, five seconds ago, that would have hit you in the ankles. Yeah. Like, mate, you've got to hold your position. There, you can't yeah. take anything for granted. There are some lessons you only need to learn once. The thing is, McGovern had a great match. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It did. was just, uh, you know, sometimes you're the man in the moment, and sometimes it ain't your moment. Well, and that was unfortunate McGovern's non moment. Well, I mean, it is great for Gold Coast um, because uh, they've put three wins together now. Um, yeah, I did not tip that. And one loss by a point. Um, you know, I, I picked them for second last this year, and it, I think three wins might be enough to get beyond that. Um, but uh, I think the story out of this is really going to be Carlton, though, which is a shame. Um, the gloss has definitely gone off uh, Brendan Bolton. He doesn't have any grace left. No. Um, uh, Walsh got uh, rising, uh, rising star. He did, which yeah. is um, you know it's going to happen soon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I think too. <laughs> Bolton's got uh, Teague and Ratten sitting in the wings. Not oh, Ratten. Oh no, not Ratten. Ratten's that, over at uh, uh, Sorry, Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's got Teague and another. Uh, well-regarded assistant. I can't remember what offhand. Oh, um, oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Fitzroy, Hawthorne. Uh, uh, Monkhurst. John. Oh, it's not Blakey. It's fucking... Oh, anyway, kick on. Uh, I, I think Teague could be the bloke there. And uh, also worth mentioning, Teague was the one that put together the uh, Adelaide forward line for their premiership tilt. So I think if uh, if he has a bit of time with the forward line they've got, he could be Kerno and... Uh, be bringing Kern up to the next level, hopefully. But uh, I don't know if he's ready for the big chair, but he might not have a choice in it. I think if they keep going like they are, I mean, sacking the coach it's, can only help a little bit. Round four is not the time to do it, but... It'll be the bye. You'd wait till the bye. Um, John Barker... Well, is that who you're trying to think of? Yeah. yeah. Unless it's immediate. <laughs> I think Barker would be the one you'd probably give the big seat to. Yeah. Well, he, he was um, caretaker back when uh, yeah, Moltau's got sacked. Yeah. All those years ago. And that might have been just because he didn't want that job then because that was a fucking basket case. So you reckon Carlton will keep uh, Paddy Cripson in the year? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they'll, he, they'll he loves, busy money at him. Like I say, he loves recycling. Didn't no, you know he's that? playing yeah. too good to be able to stay at Carlton. Uh, they just they don't have a structure. Uh, that's their problem. Um, I think they've got so much talent there and they've got so many fucking number one draft picks. You know, I think Dale Thomas could be the curse. <laughs> could <laughs> Maybe. be. But, I mean, it was the same with Brisbane up until the start of this year when it suddenly it came could, together a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and last year, but we last just year, weren't, weren't yeah. sure that they could sustain that if there was a flash in a pan and other variables. But they've. So yeah, I think Carlton are just that, uh, that two win <coughs> belief yeah. away. They get two wins in a row, all of a sudden they're like, fuck, we can do this. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll happen this year. Like, they're definitely not playing finals. That's not happening. They would be loving finishing 14th plus. Yeah, yep. uh, but it's fourth year. Um, Brendan Bolton's been in charge. If they have a wooden spoon in your fourth year, yeah, you're pushing the done that, that, that hurts. Yeah, especially when they haven't had like that much injury concern. They had a lot of players that are out for a week or yeah. two oh, here and there. Cruiser, Cruiser's really the one that they haven't been yeah. able to rely yeah. on. But even he hasn't really taken off like we expected because of injuries. Well, that too. Right. And yeah. Casbolt's another player who, if he can kick straight, oh. he's all Australian. Well, Weedering. Weedering. Weedering, yeah. yeah. No, no one who I'm, we're waiting to see I'm still what they do with Third year, well, he had form issues last year. Yeah, well, that's the second year. Blues. Yeah. Um, this is the third year, so that's where I'm expecting him to yeah. step up and well, consolidate. I think their big uh, hole is that they don't have the on-field general. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. You need that, pl- uh, that but, player but that can structure. You've got Cade Simpson there, who's nearly the fucking record uh, holder down there. I still think he's but that player. To be, to be fair, you look at the flip side. Suns don't have an on-field general, and they beat Carlton. Yeah. So yeah. How, how are they making it work? Well, to be fair, they, they got a bit lucky, but that's still a win. They've been lucky three weeks in a row. Yeah. Or four I, weeks in a row now. Yeah, sometimes weeks. that's no, what you They lost in round one by a point. Yeah, so. yeah. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw a stat that their total of their winning margins is like 11 points. Something like that. Something yeah. stupid. No, I think their total margins. Yeah. Not yeah. just their winning, because yeah. obviously the one point loss. Yeah. They made Swallow the captain, yeah? Uh, co-captain with Jared yeah, it's He has had a, a career best season so far. I mean, I know we're only uh, a couple of rounds in, but... Yeah, but yeah the, so the, we should. The, I'm looking at their list. I'm trying to think, who is the person they go to where, like, this is the leader there, 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 there. Yeah. It seems like a chaos system. I feel like they are anonymous, the football team. Mind you, looking, Goldstone or Carlton, or yes? Uh, Gold Coast. Mind you, looking at Gold Coast Gold, list and, Gold find, and picking out who their leaders are, you sound like a recruitment yeah. um, for, for a different side. <laughs> yeah. uh, or, who, who we we need you. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, tell you, I think it's going to turn for Carlton sooner or later. Something's going to click. They're going to get it's an actual gonna, system know, of play. Figure out some accounting loopholes. We pump up Crips a lot, but Took Miller had a better game. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, got more, more of the ball. Um, also had uh, 14 tackles to Crips' 12. Shit. 14 tackles 14 is massive and 12 is massive when you get that many possessions. That's that's a lot of endurance. Well, yeah, Crips had uh, 30 touches versus uh, Took's 31. Um, although Crips did have more marks, but I'm pretty sure, I don't have the stat there, but I'm pretty sure Crips were mostly uncontested. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, tackles for me count for so much more because, like we've said, like from a background of jujitsu, it is really fucking hard falling to the ground and then standing up. Like yep. people really underestimate how much that takes out of you. Yep. And that's why anytime you see a pack and you see them just like doing these little niggles and shoves in the bottom so they don't get up and you think, ah, oh, well you fucking bother your schoolboys. Yeah. This is why they do it. Yeah, they're spending petrol tickets, aren't yeah, they? That's exactly what it is. That's very, very difficult. So if you're getting thirty plus possessions and making fourteen tackles, that is a lot of en- energy. <laughs> it's a long day. That is a big day. And so to have that gas tank is really phenomenal, yeah. but you can't keep that up over twenty four rounds. <laughs> no, finals. I hope they keep, they just keep not keep him up, just keep him in the list. Yeah, that's all they need. Rotate him out for for a week. <laughs> like fuck, you have to. Um, and the final game was uh, the Saints and the Hawks. Um, I think they've cracked the code on how to beat the Hawks. Just uh, start eliminating them off the bench. Well, pretty much. Um, I feel like St Kilda. Well, yeah, attack the doctors. Yeah. Well, yeah. St. Kilda are going to have a season where they way overachieve just based on a lot of anomalies that have just well, gone their way. And they're you've playing to, well. You've got to be in a position to take advantage of good luck. Uh, what the fuck is Seb Ross doing playing? <laughs> like, uh, who told him he could get near 40 touches? Near 40 touches. Well, you just have a look at the the um, possession count in this game. Uh, seven of the top eight are uh, Saints players. They, yeah. they have the ball in the string. And well, God damn, they used the ball well. Well, yeah, and the one Hawthorne player in the top eight is Sicily. And, and most of that was intercept marks. He should not be having that much ball. No, no. Um, but that's just dominance um, around the contest for the Saints. Um, I think McAvoy won the hitouts quite comfortably. but. Yeah. When it came to clearances, it was the Saints. And every time there was a long kick down the line, yeah. um, all Hawthorne had to do was put somebody yeah. out the back, never mind front and centre, back and centre, because there were two or three Saints out the back. Quick little handball, they ran it out so so easily. Well, And then looked after the ball. To me too, Hawthorne looks soft, which is uh, not, uh, not something you level at Hawthorne that often. But uh, contested possessions, 
Top five for, uh, for yeah, St Kilda. But Hawks had never been a contested possession side, but soft wasn't the way this game went. It was hard tackling, and that's the only reason they had a chance. But, um, yeah, they're not a contested possession side. and they I think we've lost contested possession every game so I didn't far. see one fend-off. I didn't see... Um, no, because Jager wasn't playing. Well, that too. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, when I talk about uh, a hard team, you see the, the players that fend off, that take on the tackler, that... Uh, yeah, there's, there's one thing, like, is the, the, the player who scoops it up is willing to take on the defender and make sure he's got arms free to free up yeah. two, yeah. two, two or, running players. Or put the shoulder in the bloke yeah. trying to tackle Because when you do that, go, you get crunched. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no way that's going to be a soft landing or a soft tackle on the receiving end if you get your arms free. Yeah. The only way you brace for a tackle is to trap your own arms, basically. Well, to me, a hard player isn't one that will tackle a player who doesn't see him. Yeah, yeah. It's the one who is able to bust through the tackler. Yeah, who sees it coming and goes, this is the best way for yeah, my team. I'm going to take this bump and I'm going to keep fucking going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think Hawthorne lacked that a bit. Well, they've got the players there. They just <coughs> yeah, didn't I mean, have it. I mean, it's yeah. Jager, it's Warple, it's Bruce. I mean, Bruce had... He... Scrimshaw wasn't bad in that either. Scrimshaw was great. Scrimshaw's had good. Which, he's, um, he's had a you know, really, really good I'm, season. I'm feeling pretty confident because I talked to him at the start of the year. I said he was yeah. going to be something. I hadn't, seen, really well. I hadn't so, seen a thing of him, but um, this game, especially in the first half, I think it was yeah. great. But once Frawley went down and Stratton went down, he had to take on a bigger role, and it really wasn't... Um, he wasn't up to it, but yeah. the ball yeah. came down so often after that. I think um, in the final quarter it was like 15 inside 50s to six or something like that. Well, yeah. I think Stratton going down actually threw the Hawthorne structure completely out of the line. Well, it's your full back and your centre half back yeah. gone. You know, it hurts. But I mean, that's that's game of footy. Although, um, what the fuck is with McAvoy's for? Has he got a um, a Selwood forehead? He's got scar tissue. Yeah, he he runs out on the ground with it taped up. Now he doesn't bother waiting for the first five minutes. He Runs out on the ground with a taped. Yeah. Why don't you just shave the sides of his head in that shape? <laughs> just have a, you know, a, a, a Charlie Sheen, a wild thing style line, but thicker, going it, through. So they it would literally look like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Probably right. Yeah, um, yeah indeed he would. He, uh, it'd be a, a Lloyd um, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Now, at the, top, cut. at the top of the show, you said um, that, you know, you I want said to a lot s- of things. Remind me. Not you. Um, um, the, Brenton, the, there was still, 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 yeah, still stands. <laughs> you need to see more of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I was at this yeah. game. Um, Chad Wingard had, I think, not a possession in the first quarter, yeah. and very little um, beyond that. Yeah, I was watching the game. He got burnt so many times um, right. that uh, he should have got the ball, um, but. Uh, you, hold, on, hold on, when you say burnt, like is in his opposition player burnt him no, or no, no, no. his own teammates? Teammates, teammates burnt. This is exactly what I was saying last week. Wingard's he a funny one. Hard. I don't know whether I hate him because he's good or hate him because he's shit. The thing is, I hate him, but I like him. I want to hate him, but I watch him play and I end up liking him. He's, he's got like, a good yeah, highlight reel. Yeah, yeah. Well, mainly because he was a port player, but yeah, yeah, anyway. that too. Um, in the short sleeves again, that's two games in a row. Yeah. Um, there was one where James, no, War- full sleeves. James Warple had actually done what you said, you know, broken the tackle and, yep. and taken off for a couple of bounces. Um, it was a dinky 25-meter kick to Chad uh, um, Wingard in the pocket, but yep. he burned him. Kept running, got to the fifty, and yep. then kicked it to the goal square, and you know yeah. nothing happened. That's what happened last week as well. You were, yeah. But last week, I just wrote that down to him not being a familiar person in that team, and in that sort of gameplay, you are conditioned to what your avenues are yeah. when you're going forward. Yeah. And when there's a new person, it takes a while to build that confidence that you know it's not rough head you're going to first. It's this yeah. guy who's out, you know, forty meters from goal, but on his on his own on the fat side, yeah. and you're gonna, you know that he's going to win a one on one against anyone if it's on the ground. Must be counting down the the days until Bergwijn's back. Oh, it's still going to be a while. Yeah. Too, but yeah, yeah. you they, really do need but him. But he like, is a, f- 
It's a five goal better side with him in there. Yeah. Oh, it, the last five minutes of any game, exactly. Burgoyne's yeah. exactly our general. Right. Yeah. Get the ball to yeah. his hands and he'll make something happen. Put Burgoyne in the middle, yeah. something will happen. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that's not where they lost this game. I mean, in the first half, I think that um, every time Saints went forward, we had an intercept mark. Yeah. Uh, and Sicily was um, the bigger that. McAvoy was marking it everywhere. Yeah. Um, in the last uh, quarter, we were, at, we were cooked out on their feet yeah. um, and the ball was in the back line so often they just went just kick it down the line mate yeah, and yeah. Saints were so good they'd have you know two two on one or three on two um, they'd put body on one player and then the other player take a contested mark Yeah, and well, they took all their contested marks in the their, final quarter their delta brilliant. run was brilliant like yeah. um, I've seen the Saints previously run shoulder to shoulder which is fucking pointless in AFL yeah. but their actually, actual ability to delta run by uh, forming that wedge and yep. being a good hand pass off each yep. other yeah. works perfectly. And I, yep. honestly, it drives me fucking bonkers that teams don't do it more often. Um, to be honest, they should have won by more. Um, was it uh, Loney? You kicked three goals, five or, or thereabouts. Um, well, they only got ahead in the uh, uh, the final with, quarter with yeah. uh, ten minutes to go, roughly. And Hawthorne were yeah, Loney three five, almost uh, three and a half, four goals up, halfway through the third. Yeah, yeah, you could see the the game had turned though by that stage. You, you could see it because Saints were dominating the ball. When the ball went into Hawthorne's forward fifty, they were clearing it out yeah. just with absolute ease, without pressure. And it was locked in the Saints forward fifty for yeah. most of the the second yeah, half of the, the fourth good. quarter. And again, there was some more you know controversial umpire decisions. But I I say again, good. we've referred back to UFC a lot. Don't yeah. leave it in the hands of the judges. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And at they, the end of the day, you're watching the Saints versus Hawks. There were so many mistakes made that yeah, you can't yeah, pin yeah. it on umpires. Um, and I'm of the opinion that, you know, one team gets the rubber rubber the green, good on them. Yeah, they did. yeah, yeah no. exactly. Yeah. I will throw in on that, though. I think the umpires need to be more consistent, not just uh, game to game, week to week, yeah, but umpire but to umpire. Year to year, still, maybe. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, year to year, that can change. Year to year, I know. It does yeah, every but, fucking year. But that's why they're so inconsistent. Hard. It's a fucking hard game. And it, it is. There's the so much interpretation. Are not simple. Yeah. You know? But I think just keep them as they are and keep it like that yeah. way forever. We'll I, figure it out. I, I love trying to explain it to people who don't understand AFL too. They're like, what was that for? I'm like, it was an intentional out of bounds. Well, literally my least favorite mean? thing to do. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, well the umpire see, decided that he meant to throw it out of bounds. Yeah. Well, but why didn't he do it last time? Yeah. The last time. He just fucking didn't, all right? Coach? Well, Shut up. I'm watching the fucking footy. <laughs> well, last Mom. time he meant to, but he put on a pretty good act and it didn't look like he meant to, meant to. He just kind of <laughs> so, meant to. Everybody knows that one's deliberate. Yes. Uh, he tried to get it out, but we he did yeah. enough to disguise it. Yeah. Actually, there was a deliberate out of bounds in this game, which was uh, Dave Mirror. It was who kicked it out. And I went, oh, good. It's a free kick, but that doesn't matter. It's the ball's away. And they went, throw in. I'm like, that's a <laughs> fucked <laughs> up one. Yeah. Anyway. But it, it is so much up to interpretation. It is. But, but again, I, I want the interpretation to be the same from every umpire. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's bad calls, but fuck it, that's footy. But some yeah, umpires yeah. consistently call more of everything yeah. than other umpires, and it shouldn't be that way. I'd like the rules changed as well, but they're not. You know, um, off season's the yeah. time to complain ha- about having it. Having said that, I'm not putting my name up to umpire either. No, fuck uh, I'm not doing it. I've done it before, it sucks. All right, yeah. on to round five. We'll do this one uh, fairly quickly. This is the start of the, what is it, uh, nine days of footy in 10 or whatever it is. Right. Uh, the Lions and Collingwood up at the Gabba. This was one of the Ooh. games of the year last year. Yeah. Um, in about round two or I whatever it was. I am looking forward to this. Yeah, it'd be a great game. Uh, Dane Beans looks like he's going to be back. Yeah. Um, well, he had a, a meeting today. What uh, What happened then? A, a, I missed a, a meeting. meeting. It was supposed to be an announcement from uh, Beams. Oh. The rumour was it was going to be a retirement. Dame Beams is Dame pregnant. Dame Beams? Yeah. No? No. no I, I didn't hear That's those rumours. All right. Maybe yeah. my rumours were wrong. I don't know. I'll, have to, I'll get on to Eddie later. Definitely not retiring. No. I wouldn't imagine so. No. Um, and I'm going to tip Collingwood because Dame, uh, Beams is back. 
I'm going to tip Brisbane because uh, I think that they're going to have a younger, faster running team and they'll get out of the blocks early and be able to put Collingwood on the back foot. Uh, I'm going to tip Bean because I don't like Collingwood. Uh, I'm going to tip Brisbane because I don't like Collingwood. <laughs> <laughs> Did I mention how good this beer is? It's, fucking it's a fucking great beer. Um, North Melbourne and Essendon in the Good Friday Clash. Oh, it's going to be a shit Friday. It's for damn sure. <laughs> You're already pissing on it. It oh. couldn't be worse than last year's. It couldn't be. Oh, man, I like until you said that, I would agree. But both Essendon and North would be like, "Oh, fucking show you!" Can't. I've just realised it's a seven point four, so it's a bit. It is. It is a big beer. Big. Um, and well, the thing is, in all honesty, uh, if if we can't get uh, forty thousand plus this game, North are going to lose it. I don't think Jeff. Lose the game, you mean? Don't lose the the fixture. Lose, lose yeah. Good Friday. You need, yeah. you need, you need to find forty thousand pagans. They're going to show up to a footy game on Good Friday. Uh, I I think Essendon will look after you. I, I think well, AFL is doing very True. very yeah. kind in that respect. But um, if North don't at least have a decent representation, why is the AFL going to keep North there? Yeah, they're just like, well, Essendon turned up. We'll just have it as an Essendon game. Yeah, and that's. That's fucking fair. That's business. To be fair, the North uh, representations haven't been terrible this year uh, for the one game that I've seen at Etihad. No, they, ha- they haven't. And- the, like, the thing is, Etihad, it looks sparse because sparse, Ooh, sparse, yeah, sparse. Uh, because it's North versus an estate team, and there's well, not Brisbane was the uh, and and North were spaced out. Yeah, yeah. but they still had enough people there that if there was, you know, a noise. Yeah, yeah. Well, well actually, about. Uh, Marvel is that it does concentrate that noise, so you can have a smaller crowd yeah, yeah, and it yeah. sounds good. Uh, having said that, like the Hawthorne Saints game, everyone was, was saying online about how good is the crowd noise. Yeah. There was only thirty five thousand there, hmm. which is very very low. But you know, walking there, it felt like forty. Yeah, yeah it felt like more. I think what you need to do is you need to get uh, John Stephenson, the Australian yep. runner, yep. chuck him in an Iron Man suit. Race him against some cunt around the boundary. <laughs> this is how you get people to watch half time. Yep, sure. Well, uh, Matt Shervington was the bloke who used to. He does the hurdles with a massive yeah, cock, no, right? Yeah, yeah. Get him yeah, in there hurdles. and get his get cock run around the joint. Cock competition for <laughs> North Melbourne half time. <laughs> he, he was with a twenty five dollar voucher. Matt Shervington was the fastest white man in the world. Everyone was like, nah. yeah, yeah. Everyone knows because he had a massive <laughs> cock on the line. But uh, in all seriousness, if uh, if you're a North supporter, you don't turn up. Don't be surprised if the game goes somewhere else. Yeah. Eagles and Port Adelaide over at Optus Stadium. Eagles all evening. Yeah, yeah. You it's have to be, be simple, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, the way this season's going. See the way this season's going, though. Yeah. That's what's exactly and is Jack right. Watts in? No. Oh, oh, yeah, Eagles. He's, he's not in, but he's in. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants are hosting Fremantle. Well, it's a long fucking trip over, isn't it? Freo are fucking shit yeah. when they travel. Yeah. 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 Uh, Melbourne the and the, Melbourne and the Saints at the MCG. On Saturday Ooh. afternoon. Oh, what see, a game. Oh, I like this. I, I, I like, like it a lot. It's a great game. Oh, because see, they, this is what I'm going to say. Well, this isn't the out and out, highly skillful game that makes it really exciting. This is the grinding game where yeah. there's lots of mistakes, but it's always in dispute and it makes a really exciting uh, game. If this was at Marvel, I'd be on the Saints. Yeah. But it ain't. Oh, it ain't. I, got yeah. a, I got a feeling about the Saints. I feel like they're going to win this game because. Well, they're, they're, they're the ones well, that go, they're, I, they're the motherfuckers this season. I think they're the ones that are going to fuck everyone else this season. Melbourne haven't won in the MCG yet, so no. I think they've they've called a, a nice fine day though. It's not yeah. if it was wet. I'd be on the St Kilda as well, but I think Melbourne is going to have them a bit too Half much. Half their class. supporters are at church for the mother-in-law's <laughs> sake. <laughs> is that as well? Yeah, I'm on the D's. Uh, the Tigers and the Swans at Marvel Stadium. At is it Marvel. Richmond playing Marvel pisses me Shit. off. Pisses yeah, me because off every team has to play one home game there. It annoys yeah. me too. Having said that, I think you know Melbourne are obviously hosting the MCG and Richmond. 
have you know the same home ground. So somebody had to play there. Yep. Yeah, um, big crowd. Melbourne St Kilda. It's Fuck not, me. It's uh, not boding well that all the talk this week has been that oh, Buddy's losing it. You know, he's playing yeah, selfish, especially yeah. <laughs> and he had. Thanks yeah. for that, guys. Yeah, <laughs> fucking oath. Especially where his old man always rocks up at this game, too. Yeah. So. Who's going to play on him? Grimes, it'll have to be. Or, yeah, it or to be. Yeah. Fucking luck. You need someone that's going to push him into pretty much the a wall. centre square. Um, so a wall uh, will do uh, finally yeah. as well. Uh, Dusty's coming back this week, so he might just explode. Yeah, yeah. He's <sighs> due to fire up. I still yeah. think he's no good. Like, as in, like, physically. Uh, physically. somewhere else. No, no, no. He's physically, there's something wrong with him. He's just not firing. Not. Oh, I'll, I'll head to kit He's not tomorrow explosive night and find out. like yeah. he should be. Uh, uh, shit meth in Melbourne at the moment, apparently. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm on Sydney. I, I reckon Sydney got a chance as well, but I don't know how bad they are. Well, um, yeah. I mean, obviously I'm on the Tigers, but it's... it's I think Richmond have got no money on the line. six of their uh, best 22 out at the moment or something like that. Same as last week? Yeah, we're, we're, no, actually, yeah. not as bad as last week. That's why we're hoping that we can pull a Collingwood and redefine our top yep. six. Yeah, it could happen. But I think... Sydney's uh, best points match up against Richmond's worst. Especially on a small ground. There's no width that we like to well, be able to exploit. It's, it's, it's going to come down to knack of us. It's the it only, actually could. It actually could. It's the only ground that Sydney have won on this year. So Yeah. Yep. There's that. Um, the Dogs and Carlton at Marvel on Sunday. Yeah, I'm not tipping Carlton for anything. I am. I'm tipping yeah, Carlton in this one. Oh, you loose fucking unit. Yeah, well. Look I'll, at you. I've got a you know tip and upset here and there. That's why yeah, this is yeah. gone. There's only two uh, left. So. so, so you mean you're pretty far behind in the tipping, is what you're saying? <laughs> I'm coming second to the bloke that came second last in all of of Australia last year. Second last, all, in all of Australia. Australia. Second last in all of Australia. So obviously Jesus. he tried he to come dead last, and he failed. See, that's the ultimate loser. You try so hard to lose, and you still don't yeah. lose enough. But the thing is, yeah. he's trying again this year, and he's winning. Yeah, <laughs> that's so... that's my excuse why I'm just. About well, mid-range of my tipping. You have to come last before you can do a Bradbury. So well, I, yeah. I've got to talk to him and see, are you still going to try and lose? Or now that you're winning after four rounds, are you going to change tack and try and win? <laughs> well, it's just as easy to know. finish dead last as it finished first. Well, it's not because more people are trying to finish first. But there's some Matrix well, yeah, Oracle you, shit. Yeah. Trying to pick every loser is just oh, as hard as trying thing. to get a winner. You just, you've picked the less competition to go. The only difference is the, the margin aspect. You can always put a thousand points and yeah. be the bottom in that. Yeah, he's total margin, something like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm tipping Carlton for an absolute upset because it makes no sense. Oh, you loose cannon. Uh, I've got to tip the Bulldogs because, I mean, I don't it's like Easter Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Crows and the Suns at Adelaide Oval. Crows are on tilt. They are, aren't they? They are massively on tilt. They and, need to change something. And I think the extra scrutiny that's going to happen this whole fucking week, I think Gold Coast to do it. They got every chance. I don't know how many wins they've had at Adelaide Oval. Probably um, none. None. I'm going 40 points. This one's for Slingshot Footy Steve. There you go. He asked for a margin, did he? No, no. He's just like, I uh, was pretty excited about my hatred of Adelaide. Oh, good. Yeah. Good on him. <laughs> so Gold Coast by 40. He'll yep. probably get 40 40 one odds on this game. So at 40 to 1, you're probably going to... Josh Shop tip. Casino just crossed the road too. Um, <laughs> you can get lay bets on, cash it out before the end of the game. And finally, uh, Hawthorne Geelong on Easter Monday. Um, Geelong... I know they lost last week, but I almost wish they didn't lose last week because then they could actually sleep for this game and we catch them. Hawks v. Geelong form doesn't matter. Um, But injuries do. So I'm I'm leading more towards Geelong. Leading more towards Geelong. I think Geelong are going to do it quite comfortably. My my tip is I'll be at least nine beers deep by (laughs) halftime. I doubt you'll be that close to halftime. All right, that'll do us for this week. Yeah, good luck. Peace. Thank you. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.